Lord Jesus. If you can, pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Father, we honor you, we bless you, we praise you, Lord. This is a moment in time where you want to meet with your people and do great and mighty things. Oh, we love you, Lord. We're listening, we're yielded to you. Lord, there are things that only you can do, Lord, and we give you thanks and praise for your awesome, incredible presence in this place. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, thank you for speaking to your people. Tonight is a moment in time of fresh wind, fresh fire, and fresh refreshing to your soul. For I'm going to bring some things to you, says the Lord, things that will help you, things that will satisfy you, things that will fill you. For I'm moving by my Spirit. And I'm moving in this earth. And I'm looking for an army of people that had a new birth. And I'm raising you up for this hour in time. Because I've called you to myself. And you are mine, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. You may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Glory to God. Just because you sit down, don't get disconnected. Hallelujah. My goodness. Just want to let you know that on the first uh, Sunday in August, we're having Reverend Sushil Kumar. He leads the Rama School in uh, Chandigarh, India. And we're excited to have him. This will be his first Sunday with us. Uh, Also, uh, in August um, 23rd to the 25th, uh, Pastors uh, Ken and Lynette Hagen are going to be in Pennsylvania. And they're going to be doing an all-faith conference at Spring Mills. It's about 30 miles uh, east of uh, State College at a church called Faith Alive Fellowship. And uh, they have, uh, we have some information, I think, uh, in the back there. Glory to God. And then uh, we've been enjoying the fruit of our outings into our community. People are responding. 
And uh, we're grateful for the people that go out. And, uh, you know, I heard a preacher say one time, he says, there's power in consistency. So when you do something over a consistent time, you really establish yourself. And so uh, I think they're going again this Friday night at 630 at the square. So if you want to join them, you can uh, be there and just be a blessing. You know, the Bible says, open your mouth and God will fill it. And he said, don't worry about what you're going to say if you're before kings or before people. He said, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. Amen. But God just needs a vessel. He just needs someone willing to pray, willing to be a blessing. Hallelujah. And uh, God is doing great and mighty things. And then uh, on Wednesday, August 9th, uh, we're having our community prayer and praise night. We, we committed to do uh, these once a quarter. So uh, August 9th is our prayer and praise night. That would be a great night to invite someone. And we're just going to spend some time praising God and praying for different things as the Holy Spirit leads. Hallelujah. How many are grateful to God? Don't we serve a good God? Faithful God? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you know, in uh, in your giving tonight, you can invest into the kingdom. You can uh, touch India from VCF, from Palmyra, Pennsylvania, as uh, I'm going to be taking the gospel to India the end of August through mid-September. Then Dr. Fiona is going to go to Guyana uh, sometime after that, and then... Uh, we're doing a VCF crusade uh, in Liberia at the end of the year. That's it's actually the week of Thanksgiving. And um, we're going to be in that country and bring the gospel. We're going to bring hope, salvation, and uh, inheritance, amen, to the world. So uh, if you want to get in on that, you can get in on that. Of course, you can give anytime during the service. If you're watching online, you can give through our website, amen. Praise God. Well, kids, are you ready for your kids' life class and teachers? Well, let's believe God for, to move uh, with, by his Holy Spirit in our kids. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So kids, have a good class. Oh, glory to God. tell you what, I love the Word of God, and I love the Spirit of God, and together it brings explosions. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to John chapter 10. How many know that God's not a God of just enough? He's certainly not a God of barely enough, but he's a God of more than enough. Everybody say more than enough. When you have a need in your life, he doesn't just meet the need, he exceeds the need. That's just who God is. God has a nature of a lavish giver. He doesn't spare 
anything. I mean, look at what he gave us in Jesus. Right? His only begotten son. And he gave him as a sacrifice so that he could have a family. Hallelujah. So tonight the Lord has impressed me to talk about the more factor. Everybody say more. more. God's a God of more. He's not a God of less. He's a God of more. And the Bible has a lot to say about more. So we're going to talk about the more factor. Could you use more? I don't know. Some of you aren't convinced. Could you use more? Are you open for more? Do you have room for more? You can increase your capacity. Amen? And in John chapter 10, verse 10, you may have heard this once or twice. Jesus is talking here. Jesus knows what he's talking about. Amen? He said, the thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. The purpose of the thief is to steal, kill, and destroy. If there's any stealing, killing, or destroying in life, it's not God, it's the thief who is Satan. But I have come. Mm-mm-mm. He said, I am come that they might have life and have it what how? Ever say more abundantly. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want more. So tonight we're going to position ourselves to receive more. God's got it. Amen. And he is looking for people who will connect to him with faith so that he can distribute it to them. Amen? And uh, this word more, it, it, it means in the sense of beyond. It's super abundant. <laughs> super abundant in quantity and superior in quality. The, the abundant life that Jesus has come to give is Superabundant in quantity and superior in quality. It is excessive. These are words to get excited about. Oh, I don't want to get into excess. No, when it comes to God, you want to get into excess. This word means exceeding abundantly above. The more abundant life. It means... Uh, very highly, beyond measure, surplus in excess. Surplus in excess. Hallelujah. It means that we have all around excess in every area of life, all around excess. Glory to God. It means beyond what's anticipated. The more factor. Hallelujah. It means going past the expected limit. It means more than enough. You know, 
God revealed himself to Abraham as a God who's more than enough. His name was El Shaddai. And when God, when Abraham offered Isaac on the altar, God revealed himself as El Shaddai, the almighty, all-sufficient, the too-much God. Amen? And uh, what kind of life did Jesus come to give us? More abundantly. Amen? So it, it's greater than the life you were born with. It, it's, it's greater than the life we have. It, it's greater. God wants us to increase. God wants to, us to come up higher. He wants us to get a hold of the more factor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It means to have an abundance. It means to have things in a greater degree. The New Living Translation says, My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. The complete Jewish Bible says, I have come so that they may have life, life in its fullest measure. That's not some drab, boring life. That's an exciting life, a vibrant life, a long life. The Bible says, with long life will I satisfy you. Hallelujah. And I remember Brother Hagin, he'd always say, I'm not satisfied yet. Amen? Hallelujah. God's Word translation says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came so that my sheep will have life and so that they will have everything they need. Glory to God. The Message Bible says, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm here to paint a big picture for you. I'm here to let you know that God wants you to have abundant life. God is into abundance. He's into increase. He's into excess. He's into more than enough. More than enough health. More than enough peace. More than enough finances. Let me tell you something. Right now, we got some crazy people in positions of our country that they shouldn't be there, and they're making crazy decisions. But you know what? It's, we don't live based on our government. We, we live based on a kingdom. We, we live based on the standard of heaven, not the standard of earth. Amen? All right. Are you ready for more? Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Mm, help me, Lord, to get this out. Whew, I feel like a horse that's chomping on the bit. I was looking over things today, and this just really came strong in my heart. Hallelujah. See, I want more. See, I can have more. When God fed the 5,000 men, not including the women and children, did he restrict what they could eat? He started off with two fish and five loaves, right? Now, they weren't these big, long French breads that you see in the grocery store, right? These were probably maybe loaves about this big with a couple of small fish. And he took that little amount 
and it got multiplied supernaturally. And he told the disciples, he said, you know, go and distribute it. He never said, just take a little bit. Jesus said, take as much as you want. Why? Because that, that fish and that loaves was supplied by heaven. Amen? Heaven, was, heaven increased the natural, and with the supernatural increase, it fed, I want to say, about 15,000 people. And was there any leftovers? See, he exceeded the need. See, the people were hungry. They needed to eat. And he told the disciples, he said, you feed them. They're like, wait a minute. I don't know about that. (laughs) But they they began looking at what they had. Right? Were they in a prosperous place? They were in a barren place. You might feel like you're in a barren place in life. But you know what? God can bring an abundance. God can make a desert bloom and blossom. If God can bring water out of a rock, what can he do for you? And that's, that's, <laughs> oh gosh, we live in a better covenant. Yes. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. I want you to take off your limits tonight. Yes. And we have got to raise our expectation. Yes. Increase is not going to come through toil. It's going to come through your faith in God and you participating in his plan. All right, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Actually, verse 30. Matthew 6, verse 30. Well, I better get in Matthew. I was in Mark. He says, uh, that's not the verse that I was looking for. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. I was looking in five. Hallelujah. I'm like caught up in something tonight. (laughs) Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not, look at that next phrase. What's that next phrase? Much more clothe you of little faith. How many know God can, do you believe that God can clothe you? When I was at Lee College, now Lee University, one of my friends was in a a dorm fire. The, The dormitory caught on fire and everybody got out without any major injuries. But my friend was from Fiji and he lost all of his clothes and I had this beautiful eggplant kind of purple suit. And 
I love that suit. It was a nice suit. I look good in that suit. And I gave it to him. And I can't tell you how many times people have given me suits over the years. I have been abundantly supplied. A person a few years ago couldn't fit in their suits anymore, like five or six suits, but they fit me perfectly. And they just gave them to me. Amen? Say, that's an abundant supply. I gave one suit because someone needed it, and God made sure that I had suits when I needed them. Amen? This is how it works. All right? If God can clothe the field, how much more? Do you believe in the how much more side of God? Do you believe in the, you got a how much more father? You got a how much more friend in Jesus? Amen? He's not just going to fill the void. He's going to exceed it. He's going to increase it. He's going to multiply it. He's going to abound in it. The more factor. It's time for us to experience the more factor. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, wherewith wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Notice, the Gentiles are focused their attention, focused their effort on these things. We're not to focus our attention, our effort on these things. We're to look to God. All right? For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God. Amen? And in order to have a kingdom, you've got to have a king. So you're seeking the king first. Everybody say first. And his righteousness, his way of living, his way of doing, his way of operating. You right? We got to seek the kingdom and we got to seek his righteousness first. And then what's going to happen? And all these things, food, clothing, shelter, will be what? Added to you. Added to you. That's increasing you. That's abounding to you. Amen? Do you believe that? It's true. He wrote it in the Bible. Amen? That's the more factor in operation. Go to Matthew chapter 7. Look at verse 11. Well, let me back up. (laughs) Verse 9, Matthew 7, verse 9. Or what man is there among you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, notice this phrase, how much more? Everybody say, how much more? Woo! I want you to get a revelation tonight of how much more. How much does your father love you? He loves you to infinity and beyond. He loves you beyond what we can uh, think and, and, and receive. He loves us so much that we can't even comprehend it. This is our God who is for you. He's not against you. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that what? Notice it didn't say to them that work for it. It didn't say that. To them that uh, ask. Everybody say ask. 
You mean all I got to do is ask yes? Yes. Why? Because we serve a too much God. Do you realize sometimes God is more willing to give than we're willing to receive? We have been programmed to think a little dab will do you. But no, a little dab's not going to do you. We got to get into the more factor. We got to get into the more. Amen? Peter fished all night long. This is not even in my notes. This is the Holy Ghost. He worked the midnight shift and he caught nothing. Isn't that true? Some of you have been working the midnight shift and you caught nothing. So Jesus preaches a message along the shore. He uses Peter's boat as a pulpit. He asked Peter to push out a little bit, and Jesus sat down and preached. He preached the word. What happens when you preach the word? What comes? Faith comes, right? So, because Peter let Jesus use his boat, right? Jesus is the king in our kingdom, and for that moment, that boat was used for kingdom purposes, right? And so... Jesus got done preaching, and he looked at Peter, and he said, launch out into the deep for a catch. And Peter's rolling his eyes. He's like, I don't feel like it. No, he said, I've toiled all night long. I worked eight to ten hours. I'm tired. But? He made this statement. He said, nevertheless, at your what? Notice he didn't say, nevertheless, at my labor. Or nevertheless, at my job. It had nothing to do with him being a fisherman. It had nothing to do with his job. It had everything for him to to respond to the word of God. Peter did it because the word said to do it. And Peter overrode his feelings of weariness and tiredness and unwillingness. And he did it because the word said to do it. And what happened? He caught more fish than they had ever imagined that they would ever catch. All the two boats were astonished at how much fish they caught in one setting. Where did those fish come came from? They came from, they responded to the word. When Jesus said, launch out into the deep, those fish were already gathering right there. And, and Jesus was just waiting for someone to respond to his word. It had nothing to do with anything else. You talk about the more factor. Those boats could hold one to two tons of fish. And they almost sank two boats. That's a lot. That's, let's just give it a, 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 a low amount. Let's just say three tons of fish, 6,000 pounds. All right? Let's just say $10 a pound for fish, but 6,000 pounds. What is that, $600,000? Is 
in one moment? I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not a mathematician at this moment. You can do the math and you can let me know, right? In, in one moment, Peter went from nothing to everything. He earned enough money for him and Andrew and James and John to walk away from their job and still have income. At that moment, they, they quit their fishing business and they started preaching business. They entered into a brand new career in one moment because they, able, they had a walk away income. Now, Peter had a family. We know that because Jesus healed his mother-in-law. But never in three and a half years was Peter wanting. He says, Lord, I don't know if I can follow you. I got to take care of my family. No, his family was taken care of that day, that moment. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. Go to Matthew chapter 13. See, a picture is forming on the inside of you. Right now, in this moment, you are qualified for more. You do not have to fill out an application. Because you're here at VCF on a Wednesday night, you qualify for more. God chose this moment in time for me to deliver this message to you tonight. I don't care how old you are, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not about age. It's not about job. It's not about career. It's about faith in Jesus Christ. That activates more. Hallelujah. Matthew 13, verse 11. Hallelujah. Jesus, uh, you know, they asked him why he spoke in parables. In verse 11, he answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Say, I know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. It's been given to the believer. It's been given to the child of God. It's been given to the follower of Jesus. We have the key to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Who gave it to us? God gave it to us. When did he give it to us? When you put faith in Jesus Christ. The minute you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, you you had access to all the mysteries of the kingdom. All right? Verse, Verse 12. For whosoever has, to him shall be given. And he shall have what? King James says more abundance. And whosoever has not, from him shall be taken away, even that uh, what he has. What are we missing? He who has what or he who doesn't have? It's called revelation knowledge. Everybody say revelation knowledge. You need the word of God to be real in your heart. It can't just reside in your head. You can't just know it as knowledge. You've got to know it as experience. You've you got to know it as a part of your being. Amen? What's your favorite fruit? Shout out a favorite fruit. Strawberry, Strawberry banana. Okay. Apple, orange. Doesn't matter. How does an apple or an orange or a banana or strawberry become part of you? 
if it's sitting on the plate, you got these beautiful red strawberries. Not a mark on them. They're plump. They're juicy. Right? If you were to just bump them, juice, strawberry juice would just fall out. Right? How does that strawberry get to be a part of you? Does it become a part of you by looking at it? No. You have to take that strawberry and you have to take a bite. And you have to chew it. And you have to swallow it. And it gets digested. And your body is saying, oh, what a feeling. (laughs) When you bite that strawberry. Or banana or apple, doesn't matter. Whatever fruit you like. It becomes a part of you as it goes through the digestive process. When the truth of God's word becomes a revelation to you when you go through the meditative process. What digestion does to the body, meditation does to the spirit. And if you try to operate on head knowledge, there's no power in your head. It's got to be from the heart. You've got to get God's word so people who have a revelation are going to get more. People who don't have a revelation aren't going to get more. Because the revelation is the key to getting more. Amen? When, when the woman with the issue of blood, when she heard about Jesus, right? She, she dealt with her situation for 12 years. For 12 years, her body was bleeding. She went to several physicians, spent a lot of money, and she wasn't better. She actually grew worse. All right? No one could stop the bleeding. No one could figure out why. But then, in one moment in time, she heard about Jesus. All right? She didn't have to go take a class to get a revelation. What she heard about Jesus became so real to her. She, she digested it. She bit it. She chewed it. She swallowed it. She meditated on it. It, it became real to her right in that moment. Right? It was so real to her that she took action. She started, she said, if I but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Then what did she do? She started to go after to touch him. That's what a revel, when you get a revelation, that's what's going to happen. When you get a revelation, it's going to result in action. And the action is the faith that you take to get what's offered to you. Does that make sense? Okay. Hallelujah. So revelation brings more. You know, God wants you profitable. In the Bible, he told Timothy, he said, bodily exercise profits you a little, but godliness is profitable in all things. Did you know that Joseph, in one moment, lost all the wealth that he had? His father was wealthy, right? Jacob was wealthy, right? He got all the wealth. He became wealthier than his employer Laban. So Jacob was wealthy. He had sheep, he had cows, he had goats, he had camels, he had donkeys, right? Jacob was wealthy. And Joseph was his beloved son. He gave him this awesome coat, right? This multicolored coat. And and Joseph was rich because he was part of this family. But in one day, he lost all of his wealth. In one day, because his brothers were jealous and because they hated him, they took him, they threw him in a pit, they, de- they, they stripped him, they threw him in a pit. Now Joseph had nothing. But he didn't have, he, he, he had something, he had someone. Right? So they sold Joseph as slavery. You can't get any more poor than slavery. Right? 
So how is Joseph going to get back to his position of wealth that he had before this moment took place? Right? He, okay, he's in a pit. He gets sold into slavery, right? The, sla- the, the, the slave traders take him to Egypt, right? Uh, Potiphar buys him, and Potiphar puts him to work, but he does not act like a slave. He does not think like a slave. He does not talk like a slave. He works like a believer. Right? And he's working, and something strange happens. A slave begins to prosper. How can a slave prosper? When you have God, you can prosper in any situation. You can recover from any loss. You can overcome any difficulty. Right? Joseph experienced the more factor. Potiphar, who didn't even know God, who was a heathen, he recognized it in Joseph. Whatever I put this boy in charge of, it increases. It prospers. I'll put him in charge of my house. Why? And then the Bible said God prospered Potiphar because of Joseph's sake. He had the more factor. Right? And we know the story. He ends up becoming the richest person in the country he he collects so much grain that they don't even count it anymore amen he went from rich to poor to rich because he had god he had the more factor amen we can do the same thing oh hallelujah glory to god Go to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Let's see a practical example of this. Hallelujah. And verse uh, 41. Mark chapter 12, verse 41. Everybody say the more factor. Could you use more health? Notice I didn't say more healing. You need more health. Did you know that we're not meant to live by miracles? We're meant to live by faith. The Bible never says walk by miracles. It says walk by faith, not by sight. Miracles, we believe in miracles. Miracles happen, but we're not to live by them. So there has to be something greater than just always getting a miracle. It's called walking in divine health. Amen? All right, Mark chapter 12, verse 41. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury and many that were, and many that were rich cast in much. Okay? So Jesus is watching people put in the offering. Would that make you nervous? Guess what? He still sees from heaven. He sees what we do with our finances. He already knows what we do. He already knows what's in our hearts. Okay? So whether we're doing it or whether we're not doing it, God's not surprised. Okay? And there came a certain, what kind of widow? Everybody say poor. Okay? And she threw in two mites, 
which makes a farthing. It's like two copper coins, all right? And he called unto him his disciples and said unto, said unto them, Verily I say unto you, this poor widow has cast, what in? More. Everybody say more. She got a hold of the more factor. Her situation was poor. So she decided that she wasn't going to stay poor. She was going to do something about it. She was going to give to God. Okay? She cast in more than all they which have cast into the treasury. For they did cast in of their abundance, but she out of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Everybody say all. You can't demonstrate greater faith than to be all in. All right? So Jesus noticed the people giving their gifts, right? This woman was poor. She was in want. She was in need. She was falling short, right? Um, She didn't have anything else to give. But she had faith in God and she had faith in her giving. Everybody say faith in God and faith in giving. See, if you want something that you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. Okay? This woman, I don't know how she got poor, but she was a widow. Apparently she was married. Apparently she, she lost her husband. She lost the source of income. Right? She was left in a desolate place. Okay? Her gift displayed total and complete trust in the Lord. All right? Everybody say total and complete trust. Hallelujah. Okay? She sowed to the kingdom because she needed something in life. When you need something in life, you need to sow something in the kingdom. Because the kingdom operates on seed, time, and harvest. Everybody say seed time and harvest. When a seed is planted in the ground, does it stay a seed? No, something happens to it, it becomes something more. Right? Put a corn seed in the ground, it becomes a stalk with at least two or three ears on the stalk with at least thousands of kernels on those ears. Right? That something happens when you plant a seed in the ground, it multiplies. It doesn't multiply in your hand. It doesn't multiply in the package. It multiplies when it gets planted in the ground. This woman planted something in the ground because she needed something in life. This was all that she had. She had nothing more. Okay? When you have a need and what you have isn't enough, it becomes a seed. What are you going to do with two mites? Not much. But you can give that, you can give two mites to God and watch what he do something with it. Amen? How many fish did the little boy give to Jesus? Two. But it became much more than two. Right? Because Jesus is the more factor. Hallelujah. Okay? Jesus was the only righteous judge she, he judged this seed as more than all. Jesus is a righteous judge, isn't he? He was the one that called this seed more than all. It was more than the rich people. Even though they gave in much, in comparison, in percentage-wise, they didn't give as great a percentage as she did. She gave it all. Okay? 
Am I telling you to give all? No. But if God does, you need to respond. Amen? Although it may be little, God who looks to the heart, he values, he, he's, he's the one that gives it increase. Hallelujah. So, if Jesus took notice of this offering, do you think that the woman stayed poor? We don't have the rest of the story. But when Jesus notices something, when it touches Jesus' heart, when it gets Jesus' attention, it can't, it's not going to stay small. It's going to increase and it's going to grow. All right? Just like that little boy carrying uh, 12 baskets that were left over. Hallelujah. See, God is honored when we make a sacrifice. When we offer the fruit of our lips giving thanks, that's called a sacrifice of praise. Amen? A sacrifice is when your flesh really doesn't want to do it, but your heart wants to do it, and and you do it, that's a sacrifice. When Solomon gave a thousand bulls in 1 Kings 3, that's when God spoke to him and said, tell me what you want. I'll give you anything that you want. And he said, make me wise so that I can rule your people. So God says, okay, I'll give you wisdom, but I'm going to also give you something that you didn't ask for, the more factor. I'm going to give you riches and honor too. Solomon became the richest king that ever lived as a king. Amen? Hallelujah. The more, everybody say the more factor. Hannah was childless, but then she made a vow to God saying, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you, right? What happened? She gave birth to a prophet, and when he spoke, his words were so powerful, they didn't drop to the ground. That's the more factor, amen? She gave God the son that he gave her. She believed God for the son, but then she sold the son to the kingdom. And the kingdom was better off. Amen? Was it, was it easy for Hannah? No, but she followed through through her, her commitment. Hallelujah. And, and God blessed her. Say, God blessed her. When, when the midwives in Egypt... You know, the king said, we got to throw every male child into the river. we got to kill every male child. But the midwives said, I'm not killing no baby. I don't care what law you wrote, right? They refused to do what the king said. They stood up for righteousness. They sowed righteousness. They sowed their reputation. And guess what? God gave them houses. God gave them houses. That's the more factor. Save a baby, get a house. That should be a new slogan. It's Bible. God told Elijah in the midst of a famine, I'm going to send you to Zarephath. And a widow's going to take care of you. God, something about widows. Long story short, he connects with the widow. He asked her for some water in the midst of a famine that he caused. 
<laughs> That's faith, man. You know that you're in a famine that you cause, and, you, and the first thing you ask for from a widow is water. That's faith. Amen? And then he says, oh, while you're getting the water, why don't you make me some food? She's like, oh, I only got two pancakes, one for me and one for my son, and we're going to make them, then we're going to die. It's our last meal. We don't have anything else. But, but he painted a picture of increase. He said, I'm going to put it in my own words, I've got the more factor with me. Here's what's going to happen. If you give to me first, who is Elijah? He's a prophet of God. He's a man of God. So when you give to the prophet, you're giving to God. You're giving to the kingdom. You're putting the kingdom first. Above your feelings, above your emotions, above your wants and your needs, you're honoring God first. And that opens the door for the more factor. He said... Uh, the, the oil and the flour will not uh, depart. You'll have enough until the end of the famine because then you can grow some more crops. And she recognized him to be a man of God. So she sold the pancake to Elijah. And then the Bible says, Elijah and her and her son ate for many days. Supernatural increase came to that flour. Supernatural increase came to that oil. It was the more factor. Because of the sacrifice that the widow made. Amen? God is honored by a sacrifice. And he'll never ask you for what you don't have. You can't give God on credit. You can only give what you have. God will never ask you for anything you don't have. When Moses stood before the Red Sea and the Egyptian army. He didn't know what to do. What did God say? What's in your what? What's in your hand? Oh, a stick. Raise that stick up. I didn't know it was a key that opened up the ocean. He raised it up and the water parted. He had something in his hand. God didn't tell Moses to, to create something. He used what was in his hand to bring a miracle to the situation. God will always use what you have, not what you don't have. When God tells you to give something, you should be looking, what do you have? What can you give? Amen? Don't, don't look like, well, I don't have that. Or I don't have. God, first of all, God knows what you have. He's not going to ask you for anything that you don't have. Right? How many family members has God received since he sowed his son Jesus to this earth? His family is still growing, still expanding, still increasing today. God is still reaping on that seed that he sowed in the earth. That's the more factor. What do you do when you want a family? You plant a seed. Right? Everybody say the more factor. Hallelujah. Go to Exodus chapter 35. Exodus chapter 35. You know, I always have enough scriptures to do a a week-long series. But we're not going to do a series tonight. But I, I I have like 22 of these things. 
<laughs> Exodus 30, uh, 35 and verse 20. Now, what are you going to do when you leave Egypt with just the clothes on your back? How are you going to build a place of worship in the wilderness? Think about that. God had his people delivered fresh out of slavery. And they had an exodus out of Egypt. They left with the clothes on their back, what they could carry, and out they went. And they're, they're going through a wilderness, and God's going to have them build a place of worship in the wilderness. Hallelujah. But they, they took some stuff from Egypt, didn't they? They plundered Egypt. They had all the gold, all the silver, the clothes, all the different things. All right? Exodus 35, verse 20. Notice what it says here. And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came, every one whose heart stirred him up. Said they came with a stirred heart. We don't have to be shaken, but we can be stirred. And everyone whom his spirit made willing. They had a willing spirit. Okay? They had a stirred up heart and a willing spirit. And they brought the Lord's offering. Whose offering? The Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation for all his service and for all the holy garments. Verse 22. I guess that was verse 21. Uh, and, And they... And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets, all jewels of gold. Every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. And every man, verse 23, with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and red skins of rams and badger skins brought them. Everyone, verse 24, everyone that did offer an offering of silver and brass brought the Lord's offering. And every man with whom was found uh, shittim wood for any work of his service brought it. Okay? And so these... these, these God said to Moses, I want you to receive an offering from the people. And Moses told the people, and the people's heart were stirred. They had a willingness about them. They they wanted to give this to the Lord for the Lord's work, for the Lord's kingdom. Okay? And they brought it. All right? Now, uh, let's go to uh, uh, chapter 36 and verse 2. Chapter 36 and verse 2. And Moses called... Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come uh, unto the work to do it. And they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it uh, withal. And they brought yet unto him free offerings. How often? They are new every morning. Amen? Okay, verse 4. And all these, all the wise men uh, that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they make. And they spoke to Moses saying, the people bring what? 
Come on, they bring what? Much more. There's that more factor. The people bring much more. Oh, hallelujah. Then in uh, much more than enough, it was more than enough. They brought an El Shaddai offering for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave the commandment and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying, let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from giving. Hallelujah. They had to, the people were so willing to give. They were so into giving. They were coming in droves every morning, bringing stuff for the tabernacle, bringing stuff for the Lord. Hallelujah. And they had to be restrained from giving. They were given so much. They gave more than enough. Where did they get all that stuff? From Egypt. They got it from Egypt. For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. Everybody say too much. They experienced the more factor. Hallelujah. Well, that was then, but this is now. Hallelujah. The same is still true for today. In order to get into the more factor, it requires you to take action. You say, well, what do I need to do? Ask the Holy Ghost. Amen? He will tell you. Did Noah have enough food on the ark for eight people and all the animals to be on there for a year? What are you going to do? Grow something on the ark? No. God told Noah to gather the food. What did Noah sow? Noah sowed his hammers, his nails, and the wood, and he built the ark, right? For a hundred years, him and his family built this ark for something that they'd never seen before, rain. They're building, they're sowing, right? The ark gets finished. Every animal, two by two, comes into the ark, right? I believe, I, I believe that while the animals were on the ark, this is just my personal belief, they were, they were not predators, but the lions ate grass. Tigers ate grass. If they were predators, you'd have some problems on the ark. Right? But there there was enough food for eight people. Enough food for all the animals. Three decks. There was not any lack. Amen? There is no lack in the kingdom of God. There's just lack when we express little faith in God. Oh, you know what? God, God, he'll give you more joy. Some of you could use some more joy. Right? He'll give you more peace. He'll give you more wisdom. Can you be too wise in God? No. And did you know when God gives you something, there won't be a list of side effects. 
Because some of the side effects are worse than the things that they try to correct. Right? But with God, there are no side effects. Nothing but good side effects. Right? You can't overdose in God. You, you can't say, oh, I've got too much of God. No, you've always got room for more. Do you have room for more tonight? Can you experience the more factor? In your life, in your finances, right here, right now, on this earth, God designed you for more, for greater things. Amen? And it's not by working 80 hours or 90 hours a week. It's, it's, it's by trusting God. It's by walking by faith. It's not by toil, but it's by your faith in God, doing what God said, fulfilling God's plan. Amen? He'll give you ideas. He'll give you creative ideas. Hallelujah. Today, I just got a call from a company. You know, I thought it was a telemarketing call, right? But it's, they call themselves uh, publicists for your book. And they were referencing my book, Effervescent Joy. And they're a company that helps you market. I never contacted them. They just contacted me today. Because I thought it was just going to be a telemarketing call, but they said, hey, you know, and I looked it up online. They're an actual company. But I said, you know, I, I'm not doing anything until you send me an email or something to let me know. But out of the blue, right, I get a call that can help me market a book that I wrote, right? Why? God wants me to have more. Amen. God wants you to have more. Amen. He wants you to experience an abundant life. He's come to give you a more abundant life, an incredible life, a wonderful life. Amen? Amen. Why do we need to prosper as believers? Because we live in a world that's not prospering. We live in a world where it's dominated by greed and covetousness, and God needs some people who are financially free. Amen? You know, when you spend eight hours in an airport, you need to prosper. We were recently on a trip, and, and we had an eight-hour delay. We almost could have driven to where we were going for, for ten hours, but uh, our, our delay just beat us if we would have drove. But, you know, if you spend eight hours in an airport, you need to prosper. You need to have more than enough, amen? Why? Because you get hungry, you get thirsty, and all, there's all things right there, Right? Say, God wants me to prosper. I want you to stand to your feet. God wants you to prosper and be in health. He wants you to have too much money. He wants you to have too much health. He wants you to have too much strength. He wants you to have too much peace. He wants you to have too much good experiences. He wants you to have too much joy. He wants you to overflow. Amen? We're we're getting into the overflow tonight. We're getting into the more factor tonight. Who's going to do it? God does it. When we follow the instruction, he does it. Amen? Joseph followed the instruction. He did it for Joseph. He did it for David. Hallelujah. He, he did it. The widow, I mean, not the widow, but Mary, she gave a year's wage in an alabaster box. The Bible says that was a year's wage. Think about what you make in a year and giving it in one offering. How did she reap? Her brother got raised from the dead. That's, that's, a, that's a more factor right there. 
Jesus showed up at the tomb and Lazarus came out after he'd been dead for four days. Hallelujah. It's the more factor moment right now here for you tonight. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter uh, where you are. You've got God on your side with all things. How many things are possible to them that believe God? All things. It is possible for you to have more. Hallelujah. I want you to get excited about having more. You know, God's got more refreshing than just one Wednesday night. He's got refreshing for every Wednesday till, till, for eternity. There's never going to be a time where we exhaust the refreshing supply from God. There's never going to be a time when God or his people experience a shortage. While Egypt was getting eat up by locusts, they were having a good time in Goshen. It was dark in Egypt, and it was light in Goshen. Egypt didn't pay the power bill, but Goshen had a power supplier named God. Hallelujah. They experienced more than enough. Amen? Hallelujah. Something's happening right here. Something, we got to let it flow, right?